This episode is brought to you in part by BroadlyEpi.com. Whether you want to level up your public health or programming skills for free, want to rent a scientist, or just keep up to date with some of the latest research in public health, go check out BroadlyEpi.com. They also offer custom software solutions for both quantitative and qualitative data analysis and have some tools ready-made on the website. BroadlyEpi.com. Epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello, listeners. This is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription, and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Brought to you by Twin Strangers Productions. Go look Welcome back to 66.6 Monster Radio. I'm your host. Today's guest has quite the tale to weave, so hold on to your insides before they liquefy. Please help me make welcome... Oh. Oh, this is going to be a short one. Agatha the Arachne. Hello, everyone. Uh. Oh. So, Agatha, what brings you- Oh my, you're looking thin as a web strand. Are you getting enough to eat, dear? What? Uh, I mean, I can't remember the last time I've, uh, eaten anything, to be honest. Oh, you really need to look after yourself, dearie. I'll bring some minced meat pies, my specialty. You, you really don't have to do that. I mean, I'm allergic to so much. I have to be very picky about what I eat. Wouldn't want to go munching on something. Or someone that doesn't agree with me. Suit yourself, dear. A anyway, what brings you to Monster Radio, Agatha? I've got a problem. Something fierce, dearie. And I'm to blame for my conundrum. Oh, my. We'll try and sort you out, Agatha. Can you describe your problem to us? It's a bit of a story, dear. I'm the self-appointed caretaker of a small village. Well, I've gone by many titles, other than caretaker. Guardian spirit, patron saint, angel of death. 
Many human generations have come and gone, but I have remained keeping close watch on them. I just took a fancy to them one day. Can't quite describe why, but I've been around a very long time, though we won't say how long, will we, dear? And I just felt like settling in, having one web to call my own for a century or two, and then a century up and became a millennia before you knew it. How the time flies when you're having spun a web. Now, of course, in that span of time, I haven't chosen to have many visitors over, but you know humans. Before long, they were spinning tall tales about me far and wide. Sometimes I was a benevolent forest fairy who could take on many forms, but always had a tricksy side. Other times, when plague visited, I was the harbinger of death and disease. What I really was, dearie, was a simple gardener, happy to live in my cottage and watch the little humans go to and fro. I didn't go meddling on purpose. It's safe for one time. One time is often enough for humans. Indeed. And I was soon to find out just how caught one can be. There was a particularly ghastly affliction in their water supply. Their medicine was still ill-developed. Poor things. And many people, small and large, young and old, were felled by it. It was so sickening. I couldn't stand by any longer. I decided to show myself to a sick young lady who made her way into the woods to die. She came into my cottage, pale as a sheet, shivering head to toe, though that might have been my foreboding demeanor. You do have a regal bearing. Oh, well, that's awfully nice of you to say. Yes, I'm quite aware I could be intimidating, on first glance especially, but I could tell this poor waif had all but given up. I took her in, sat her down at my table, and got to work on my potion. I have no small skill in herbs and alchemy, dearie. I was able to gradually coax the little one back to health after a little trial and error. A few days later, they thanked me and bid me farewell. And I thought that would be the end of that. A miraculous tale easily cast aside by any skeptic of a spider woman living in a cottage in the woods who brewed mushrooms and moss and toads together into an antidote. Rubbish, they would surely say. Surely. Unfortunately, they did not say rubbish, dear. No, my little guest told her tale, and so desperate were the village folk, they sent her right back to my house asking for more. I hadn't anticipated this, even from humans. Clearly, I had underestimated their dire need, but due to some misguided judgment, and probably because of how sorry I felt for them by this point— I decided to help, but I was going to need help in return. The ingredients I used were quite rare and hard to come by, even for me and all my herb lore. Gathering what was necessary for that first poor soul had taken me months prior, and healing a whole town was another matter entirely. 
So I told the girl I healed to instruct the villagers how to forage for what I needed. I was very clear in my instructions and hoped that once this malady had been assuaged that I could go back to living a quiet life. To their credit, the humans scurried about and faithfully delivered bundles of sometimes pungent, sometimes prickly, sometimes poisonous ingredients by courier to my doorstep. The sickly soul I had aided had made herself my messenger between the town and the strange forest creature who offered them healing. And before long, it was done. The disease finally abated. And that was a clean end to the whole thing. But it wasn't, was it? Oh, no. The rumors. The rumors and the legend. I suppose you could call it. Persisted. Long after the messenger was gone, the message was still being repeated and misheard and misremembered. They kept bringing offerings, and they got more and more confusing. First, the rosemary and thyme were gone. Those mostly just made the potion easier to swallow. Then the fungus simply disappeared. Then there were far more toads than was strictly necessary. I only learned a while after this that the illness had passed, and the humans had simply turned it into a tradition to send someone into the woods and drop a bundle by my web. For good luck, they said. Such a waste, and they clearly weren't being very careful. I had finally had enough when other animal bits began showing up in bloody bundles. Distasteful! I stole into their town square late one eve, leaping from rooftop to rooftop with nary a sound. Not a single creature stirred on that moonless night when I made my statement firm and frightful. They had a little stone monument to honor the girl I had healed and to remember those lost. I scratched upon it the words, no more. <laughs> oh, terribly sorry, dear. I was really getting into the moment. <sighs> it's, it's quite all right. You seem understandably upset by these events. I didn't want to see other creatures harmed just because these humans were bad at remembering things. And I thought, well, that's that. They're a superstitious lot. They'll get the message. Not too cast doubt upon your judgmental skills, but I can only assume this went horribly awry. Humans being human and all. Oh, yes, indeed. I watched from afar the next day to gauge their reaction, and wouldn't you know it, by the time their bickering was through, do you know what the little boneheads came up with? What? They thought I was missing a comma. Come again? They thought the message I left was no more, not no more. Ah, a classic blunder. Humans are pretty shit at deciphering clear written language. Awful, just awful. Before you know it, they were emptying stables, clearing out hen houses, plundering the barns, ransacking the pastures. And just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, it did. Some poor soul shouted, Wait, we won't survive without our animals. 
And before I could even breathe a sigh of relief, some buffoon suggested they find someone who was a descendant of the messenger. Only their blood would work as a sacrifice. The gall! A most distressing development. I was enraged. My darling little humans had given rise to these savages. I could scarce believe how foolish they were being. I only stopped myself from doing anything brash when they decided they must deliver their poor victim alive. Sure enough, that very eve, a bunch of them with torches and pitchforks brought a tied-up villager with them and just left him at my door. Well, I didn't want to just leave him hanging, so I made him comfortable and then decided to come here for some advice. How do I stop this whole offering business? I've already made one hasty decision. I can't afford to make more. Well, well, well. What a tangled web we have weaved here. So, your villagers have adopted a cultish stance and taken the tradition of good luck offerings to new heights. Fortunately, I may be able to offer some advice on the subject. I happen to be acquainted with someone familiar with the nature of sacrificial materials. Deary me, that sounds lovely. Let's give them a call. Why are you calling me during a show? Hello! Is this the one, the, hopefully, only producer, Stella? Yeah. Wonderful! Well, I hope you've been listening to this current interview on 66.6 Monster Radio. I have the alluring Agatha the Arachne with me today. Hello, dearie! She's vexed by a problem coming from a nearby village. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Oh, goody. Well, do you have any advice for... Kill them all. P -p -p pardon Wipe the slate clean. Salt the earth. Poison the wells. Burn the buildings. Leave no survivors. That seems a bit harsh, don't you think, dearie? I don't want to kill all of them. Surely they're just having a bout of lunacy. Humans never learn. They only get worse, especially with time. If you don't stamp out the cult now, they'll turn it into a full-blown religion, complete with door knockers. I hate those. Oh, well then, maybe. Surely there must be some method involving less bloodshed. After all, blood is almost impossible to clean and leaves an awful stink behind. Are there more... Peaceful alternatives. Ah, you want less fun. Alright, you could try an alternative. Humans only get the most forceful of hints. If you don't want offerings, you'll have to make sure they only get bad luck until they stop. You have to make the bad luck or it won't work. What kinds of bad luck? Ruining crops, killing animals, stealing money... Those kinds of things really dig at humans. They're also big on omens. Try dumping salt everywhere. Or break a few mirrors. Or wait until the 13th day of the month and do whatever you want, really. Alright, I could give those a try. What if they don't get the hint? Like I said, be forceful. 
If they keep bringing stuff, keep making bad luck. Stop when it's over. They'll get it eventually. That sounds like great advice. Thank you for that tip, Producer Stella. You've been a great help this time. Don't call me again. Okay. Well, sounds like you have an evening of capers in the village ahead of you. What sort of things do you have planned to bring mischief and mayhem? Oh my, I suppose I'll have to get creative. I haven't been a naughty spider lady in quite some time. I like the ideas about salt and mirrors, but I think I can take it up a few notches. I'll have to use my expertise in potions, methinks. Care to give our listeners a sneak peek at what you have in store? We could start with a few of the lightweight choices. The potion of sealing is always a hoot. It makes you stick to the roof of your building. Sealed to the ceiling. Oh, joy. The potion of gaseous storms is a bit crass, but needs must. Oh, I could always try this little beauty. A potion of mind reading. What's so terrible about that? Oh, in the right hands, it's a potent tool. But imagine, if you will, dearie, everyone around you always knows what you're thinking. All those little nasty thoughts you don't give voice to. All comes tumbling out for everyone to hear. Upon reflection, that does sound horrifying. They better be ready for quite a few little domestic spats and a messy divorce or two, once nothing's a secret anymore. I suppose we'll leave you to it then. I do hope you enjoyed today's interview, Creepy Crawlies. And until- Oh! just need one thing for the mind-reading potion. A liver. You've been such a dear. You wouldn't mind giving me yours, would you? I mind very much. Hmm. Was there anything else I needed? Might as well grab a few other bits, since I'm here shopping anyway. There we are. Back home for me now. Toodaloo, dears. Until next time. Serves you right. Priscilla, help me get him out of here before he starts stinking up the place. Monster Radio is a podcast by Twin Strangers Productions and is licensed under an attribution share like 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed by Stella Odom and written by Ty Vaughn. The host is played by Ty Vaughn. Agatha is played by Renee Helsel. Find out more about us on our Twitter account at Monster Radio Pod or our production account at Twin Strangers P. New episodes every other Thursday. And you can also watch our other podcast, Syntax, on the break weeks. You can find out more about that at syntaxpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, or whatever.